Hey, 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 nurse CEOs, and welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Boss Shift. On today's episode, we talk to Coach T, owner of Aurora Health and Wellness, on her entrepreneurial journey as a nurse practitioner. Coach T exemplifies what leading with value and passion is all about. She walks us through her tough journey on becoming a mom and how she now helps other moms who have difficult deliveries and children with disabilities cope. She also wrote a children's book to help others learn how amazing children with disabilities are. Coach T set out to help her community of Black women navigate motherhood with her blog, Bottle, Boobs, and Feeding Tubes, and now gets paid to do what she's passionate about. If you're someone who has a burning desire deep down inside to monetize your passion, listen in on Coach T and hear how she made the big leap. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. And Crystal P, the beauty in P. And we have a special, special guest, Coach T, who is joining us, hailing from Arizona. And she is, you guys can already guess, she is a nurse entrepreneur. And so she's coming in to drop some value about her journey in entrepreneurship, what she's doing, and how she is creating impact. And she does not at the bedside doing so. So welcome, Coach T. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get started, we always like to ask people just a little bit about their background, like start with, I mean, you know, you don't have to go deep, deep, but just kind of let us know kind of your trajectory on how you ended up where you are um, right now. Okay. So I'm Coach T, Oral Tasha, whichever you prefer. Um, I started and I got my RN in 2008. So I was actually, I never wanted to be a nurse. It was not, uh, it was not my my dream job. Uh, My grandma, she was a nurse and she used to tell me growing up, I should be a nurse. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a nurse. Um, And then I went to school for pre-vet and those first two years, I kind of had a little too much fun and I probation in my sophomore year and I started doing research more because I was like oh I want to be a pre-vet but I never actually went and looked into the program and all of its requirements and I learned that you can get like a 3.5 uh at least and I was like well I didn't go ahead and check that one out I don't think I'm gonna make that one um but then I woke up one day and it was just in my head and it was like go to nursing school and I was like no I'm not doing that and I went online, I looked up the uh, prereqs, started doing all the courses. I changed my major to sociology because it uh, aligned with a lot of um, the coursework that required for nursing, like the prerequisites. So I was like, all right, if I don't get into nursing, then I got sociology, I'll figure something out after the fact. And then I got, um, so for two years straight, 4.0, um, really got into it. Still didn't like nursing. I didn't like nursing until I actually got to the bedside um, as an army nurse. I started working with soldiers, wounded soldiers that were coming back from um, Iraq and or their family members that were having surgery or getting sick for whatever reason. And that's when I kind of started really, one, realizing what nursing was, 
Because I thought it was just bedpans cleaning bedpans <laughs> and passing meds. And I was like, no, this this ain't gonna be my full time. I'm gonna figure something else out. And then but I knew right away that I was gonna go back for my MP when I first went to nursing school. So I always knew and I had that thought that no, I want my own practice. I know that uh, nurse practitioners can have their own practice and some states they can practice very on um, to the highest level of their their degree. Um, so it was it was almost it was always once I made that decision to do nursing, that was where I knew I was gonna go. So I know you're the owner of it's Aura Health and Wellness, right? Aurora Health and Wellness. Aurora, Aurora Health and That's Wellness. Aurora right? Located in Arizona, Arizona, which is a full practice state. Yes. yes. So tell, tell us about your, your, your practice. I'm primary care. So I'm family nurse practitioner. So I can see newborns on up. Um, I also do um, health coaching and then I'm specialized in perinatal mental health. So dealing with um, postpartum or pregnant moms that have depression, anxiety, um, even just the baby blues or just transitioning from pregnancy to parenting and not realizing how much goes into it <laughs> and what we're not prepared for. And then when you have like a baby that ends up in the NICU or a pregnancy loss or things like that, some um, you don't realize that it's still postpartum. So women who lose a baby, they still go through that postpartum period, even though they don't have that baby. So there's a lot of support that I realized after I had my kids that was missing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you just started though in January, right? I did. Well, yeah. so building, it's been building. I, I, I developed my business name in 2020 and then that's when everything happened. And I was working during the pandemic and it was just like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm really ready to like jump out there and really start a practice. Mm-hmm. And so I went... And then in 2021, I took a break, became a stay-at-home mom. And then last year, this last school year, all my kids are in school. So I was like, all right, it's time. And I found a location. And yes, I'm open as of January. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, You said you knew that you wanted to start your own practice one day. Was that just always in the back of your head? Or were you like in school and you decided that? And then what kept you on that path to seeing that goal through? To be honest, it was because I kept being told as a child that I was going to be a doctor. So like for a while, I felt like I fell short of that doctor goal because I saw a doctor and thought MD. That was the only way for that doctor. It was like MD, MD, MD. And I was like, I didn't make it. I was like, and I would go back. I'm like, do I really want to go to med school? I'm like, I don't think I really want to go back to med school, but and it was one of those I like once I found out what nurse practitioners can do, and I was like, well, that's kind of where I want to be. It's, it's I'm able to do exactly what I wanted to do, and become more accepting in that role, and you know, not really um, feeling like you fell short. It's just you are accomplishing it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you were already. I know you were saying you were kind of planting seeds throughout, and then. Was it just the fact that like, okay, my kids are off to school or was there something more that made you like, okay, this is the time? Like, was it, I don't know, financial that was, did everything kind of come to into, you know, into position or was it like, you know, you wanted to take more control of your time? Was there something that was like, 
besides the, the kids going back to or being in school that made you decide to take that step? And did you have any obstacles? Did you have any challenges or? Finding funding. But um, no, yeah. it was, it was always an idea. Um, I think for me, it was building that confidence and that like, no, you, you know what you're doing. You've ran other people's practices <laughs> and you, you, you know, the, the, you have the skills and just building that confidence in myself that like, you know what, you're going to really go out and do it. I, I teetered with some things and I was like, okay, well maybe a mobile or maybe this or maybe that. And I kept trying to shy away from actually starting my practice. I was like, well, I can do this or I can do that. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's, it's time. And that was like the last thing when my kids went to school and I was like, okay, I got time. I'm sitting here at home. I'm like, mm, you could be doing something. And then I'm scrolling the internet. <laughs> I'm scrolling Instagram and um, the office where I'm at was had an ad and it said you can get a suite and I was like well let me look into it I thought it was fake I really thought it was fake I was like all right mm -hmm. let me see and so I went and I came and looked at it and I was like well this is perfect it's a space that I could start and build my clientele and I took that as the sign that go ahead and just do yeah it. Yeah, yeah. And have you, do you have any background besides, I know you've been in the military, but like, cause one thing nurses, they don't know, like the big, one of the biggest questions side of funding is, uh, not knowing where, where do I start? Like how it's, and it's, and you and I both know, it's not just about getting a building. It's so much internal work that has to be done. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and so what, how did you make that mental shift to do it like is it did you have a mentor did you have a or did you just like hit the books and like yourself study and learn the state laws and what it takes to open a business like how did you do that pretty much what you just said it was <laughs> okay what do I need um my initial I would say my first experience was I worked retail health and and that you um it's basically Sometimes you have an MA and sometimes you're a one man show. So you're running the insurance card. You're you're making sure that you're collecting the copays. You're making sure the clinic is up to code. You have to do. I was a manager as well, so my clinic had to be up for inspections. Uh, when um, we had uh, the health department came in, they would do different inspections. So learning. Um, policies and procedures and understanding that develop your where where they are either on the internet or in a binder um, just basically understanding the whole flow of a clinic so I think I got some of that experience and that's mm -hmm. what kind of built some of the framework but a lot of it was like you said personal development reading learning the laws looking up stuff and some of it was on the fly because I'm, I'm like hey i want this office space and they were like well do you have business insurance i'm like um i have my practice insurance they're like no you need business insurance uh -huh. <laughs> deductible and this has to have this maximum million dollar coverage i'm like oh wait a minute why do i need all this um yeah. so it was, a lot of it was just that or being blessed with people just randomly coming in and saying, hey, you need to know this. Um, I met some people who were like, oh, you should talk to this financial advisor. And the financial advisor sent me to this banker and this banker is telling me about um, funding and grant writing and different things like that. And or working with nonprofit organizations to see how they the business side of it flow. Like if you want a real full organization, you're going to need a board. And who is on the board and what 
positions do they operate in? So it's a lot. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of as I go and I'm like, well, I'm out there now. So yeah. <laughs> I think that speaks a lot because we tell nurses all the time to take this first step and decide. And then once you do that, you know, it's just, it's, I want to say miraculously, but, but we know then uh, either people are sent to help you or you get little nuggets here and there. So it's all about making that first step and deciding. And it's, it sounds like once you did that, then you had people kind of help you along the way while you're figuring it out. Um, And it's also good because people are so, um, you know, there's this, I don't want to do clinical if you're a nurse practitioner, I don't want to do bedside, but there's a lot of learning that happens. Uh, And for you running that clinic by yourself, I'm sure it got annoying and frustrating at times, but it also taught you so much and was able to set you up to be able to open your own. So that's why when we're at these jobs, we need to have our eyes open and be just not there complaining, but looking and seeing what you're doing, especially Mm -hmm. if we're interested in starting something of our own. So I think that's Definitely. And, and, you know, and that, and that is, it can't, it's so true that we always say that about stepping out because, you know, I don't know your faith, but I believe in God and it. And it's just like the divine steps in, but because you've already been seated it, like you've been thinking about it, it's been growing in you and you just have allowed fear to win. And then mm-hmm. at some point there's like a crossroad where you're like, if I don't do it, then I'm going to get more of the same and I'm not okay with more of the same anymore. So now I'm just going to do it. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's funny that you say that because the same is how I learned um, when I was starting my med spa about um, insurance. So I didn't know that I needed malpractice insurance, had no idea how to get it so much so that I contacted my homeowner's insurance guy. Like, can you help me? (laughs) Cause I didn't know, but you know what the value in that is, Every time I stepped out in anything I've done in my career, it's always worked out. Even if the outcome wasn't what I expected, it's always worked out. And that's why we are so adamant about encouraging nurses, especially to step out. And these, this condition, these climate, this climate and these conditions that we're working under, we don't have to endure that stress. Like, you know, the, the level of burnout is unreal right now. And yet we are still going back to those toxic toxic environments, even though we want more out of, because we're just simply afraid. So, um, but I see that you wrote children's books and like, do you feel like you're motivated by your, your, um, like kind of your values or what, what, what makes, what even, I I can't even, I wouldn't even know the first thing first of all about writing a children's book, but even if I did, I wouldn't want to. (laughs) So how did that come about? So I've always wanted, I, I, I like to write. So writing okay. is therapy. Um, okay. Like poetry when I was younger. And I always started a novel saying, I'm, I'm going to write this uh, novel. And I never did. I'd start like a page or two and then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Uh, when I had my twins, one of my daughters had problems with eating she ended up with like a feeding tube around five months after like failure to thrive and just mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get her to eat mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Some developmental delays and so for me again I'm one of those research nurses I'm not saying go to google but I'm saying if you know how to research do your research and I would go down and I'm trying to figure out like okay well I see she's having this this and that she is she has low low muscle tone. She she doesn't suck very well. She um, 
She doesn't really cry uh, for food. She doesn't. So I'm trying to go through and I'm looking at different diagnoses and um, to see, okay, well, could it be cerebral palsy? At one point in time, she was like only moving one side of her body. And I was like, well, I know. Um, but I was like, she doesn't have anything else that lined up with it. And so I'm just going down from my own uh, to, so when I go to these doctors, I'm like, hey, I have this, that, and the third. I think I need to see um, uh, who? endocrinology. I think I need to see genetics. I think I need to see, and I was directing their care. And I was basically in there like, okay, she has this going on. Um, I would like a referral to, and I'm pretty sure I probably was annoying them, but also <laughs> they were very good. My pediatrician, all the specialists were very like good with like listening to me and like um, saying, oh, okay. Um, so I was like, I should write a children's book about this. And I sat down, I was working. It was, um, I published it in 2020. So it was a little bit, it was in about 2019. We were going through like having her, she was in um, early intervention for developmental delays and having a feeding tube. And I just sat down and I went down the alphabet and found a diagnosis that I wanted to write about. I researched it. Um, and then I would create a character based on what the disability was about and then just highlight some of their abilities. And I love that. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. I and that, that is that what led to the blog? Because then, or the blog was first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place, honestly. <laughs> no, I love it though. That's how you, mm-hmm. I, for me, that's how you find out what you love by trying everything and that's then- true. Yeah. So the blog was first. Um, it kind of, I think I want to say it was simultaneously. I was working on a lot. I was like, oh, I can do a blog. And then I thought of a name and the name just kept going in my head over and over and over again. Initially, I said I was going to write that book. Remember that book I said? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. my blog. And I was like, as I sat down to write it, I was like, this one's boring. Um, I'm going to just write a blog. And then I started researching like blogs and the potential behind them. And then I think it was all around the same time that I started writing the book. And then my husband, he draws, he's an illustrator. Okay. So I have draw the characters. And tell the name of your, wow. your blog, because I think it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, the blog uh-huh. said bottles, boobs, and feeding tubes. Yeah. And I, what I loved about it when I, when I seen that was like, you know, People forget there are babies who are requiring, you know, feeding through feeding tubes. And, and so you're you're very inclusive with that, because even if that wasn't the case, I would just like that because I know that you're thinking about other moms who may have, you know, uh, um, what you call it? extenuating circumstances um, for their for feeding their baby. And I just love that so much. Yes. Um, did your journey and experience of what you went through with um with your children, your daughter, did that also play a part in who you wanted to serve in your clinic? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I would say all of my kids. <laughs> um, I didn't realize postpartum anxiety was a thing. Um, when I had my son eight years ago, it wasn't talking about, it was the postpartum depression or postpartum psychosis or baby blues. I had no idea like postpartum anxiety was even a thing. And I was like, and my husband was like, you need to stop reading. I'm like, well, I'm a reader. But it was like, why is he crying? Why is he, why is this, why is this going on? And I was always And for like the first couple months, I was like, this is not fun. 
Like I should be enjoying moments instead. And so I was like, I'm just going to stop. And I stopped reading everything. And that's when I really started to like build my confidence in what my, like reading my son and understanding his needs. And um, I found like, I forgot the name of it, but there's this, um, this uh, milestone. And it was always telling you about the fussy periods and there's certain fussy periods around certain ages. And I started looking at them and I, that was the only thing I looked at for the rest of that year. And I was like, why are you so fussy? And I'd go look and I was like, oh, this is the milestone. They tend to be going through this development and they might be a little bit more fussy. I was like, okay. So that was my first experience. Uh, my second, um, back when in 2017, I was pregnant with my daughter and she had encephaly where part of her brain and skull doesn't form. So I didn't know that until I was 20 weeks. So I had to deliver her and all that kind of stuff. That's where Aurora Health and Wellness comes from. Her name was Aurora Lily. So um, that was that experience, pregnancy loss, um, going through that with a child. Like it was like, oh, those are things you don't think about. And then with my twins, it was the feeding problems, um, the developmental delays, and just overall, I was like, you know what? If I had not known half the stuff I know in the medical field, I couldn't imagine going through this experience, all three experiences. Like I, like I said, I was in there with the doctors like, hey, I think we need this. And they're like, oh, no, let's not try that. It took me a long time to get her feeding tube. And finally, last time I was like, no. She needs a feeding tube. Um, she's not eating. This is stressful for her. It's stressful for my husband. He was the only one that could get her to eat. I'm like, no, this is what we need to do. But if I did not know that I could speak for myself, if I didn't even know like some of the terms or going in like, hey, we need to get this done. I need this procedure. I need to go to genetics. I need to go to endocrinology to check her hormones, see if there's a problem with that. They would have just been like, oh, come back, come back. And I, I'd hate to see like what kind of outcome she would have had if I didn't know. So it definitely opened my eyes to other people's experiences. That's such so a true. nurse. Such a nurse. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, I care about other people though. Like how <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what you've done, Coach T, is you know, just you know, this this short time. I feel like you've Monet found a way to monetize your passion. And, and to me, when you are able to find that cross between what you love and that you're connect, this has a direct connection to your kids. Like, so you're going to have a level of passion that a lot of people won't. This is connected to your children, your experiences, your angel, like it's so much deeper. So I feel like just hearing what you're saying is that you took that and you found a way to make it a part of your life to help other people. And when you, I, I always say for me, anytime I do anything, and I, I think I can speak for Crystal too, like when I know there's somebody who need me, I can show up more avail I can be more present right and I'm gonna like I don't have to sleep I'm gonna go hard because I know people need me and so by being able to connect and think about the people who are not nurse practitioners are not in healthcare at all and they don't they may not have the ability to research they may not love to read and for you to be able to think about them on your journey and that makes you know is the reason why you made the decision to 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 help other people but my question to you is how are you able to monetize this are you insurance paid are you cash paid are you just getting paid with love 
a lot of networking a lot of just being out there and being present and just saying hey i'm in this community i'm for our community we need to especially with black moms our our death rates within maternal health care is the highest so we we need someone that looks like us that understands us and it's just i'm like right now i'm like this is the journey uh um, i feel like the money will come i'm not really too worried about that it's more so um just getting it out there and like helping people learn um but i do take insurance and I am cash oh, okay. So. <laughs> okay, that's good too. That's good too. I, I I feel like you can. A lot of your funding could actually come from grants for the black mothers, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because you know there there's a lot of I, I, when we get off, I'll connect you with someone who um I know who helps with grant writing, and she's she's an African American woman, um, mm-hmm. who I've met, Crystal. You know who I'm talking about, and so mm-hmm. I, I'll connect you with her because she actually gives a lot of um, what do you call these trainings? to help uh, especially women of color get access to grants and fundings. And I think this would be definitely easily hands down something that you can get funding for because we know that this is a problem. We know that black moms are in danger when they, every time we get pregnant and go into the hospital to have our baby. So I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, thank yes. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any help. Any help. <laughs> Thinking about our listeners um, how important would you say it is to create a business around something that you are passionate about? Like, could you see yourself just opening in something else that, you know, maybe the money's there, should they go for that? Or was it important to you to, um, create these businesses around something that's already so passionate? Cause I think a lot of times we, think uh, nurses think that they can't start businesses or we're not smart enough, but it's like, you have all this knowledge. All you have to do is figure out a way to monetize it. Um, so how would you say that is important when thinking about starting a business? I think that will keep you going on the days where you're like, I don't really want to do this. Um, so for me, it's like some days I'm like, I don't even want to go to the office today. I don't even have a patient today. Like, why am I even going to drive over there? Um, but then when I get here, there's things I could be working on. There's tasks that I could be doing um, just to pull, move that needle further. So I feel like the passion is what will drive you on those days when you don't feel like doing it. Um, and chasing the money, that it's quick. Like they say, that quick money. Um if you burn out, you ain't gonna make no money because you're not doing it no more. So if there's something that you're not passionate about and you're not really, for me, it's a community service. So I'm, I, I feel like it's me providing a service to someone who needs it, and that's what motivates me. So yeah, yeah. So I want, I want, I because do you consider? So you're definitely an entrepreneur. You're a full time entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of people, yeah. especially nurses, we like flirt with entrepreneurship a little bit, meaning mm-hmm. like we still keep our full-time job. We're like, uh, we're, we're so afraid that we're not willing to really jump. And I didn't jump. I gradually, I went from full-time to part-time to per diem. And then I finally, um, in 2021 became a full-time entrepreneur. But my question, um, for you is what are, would you say three things, three things that's that anyone like to say that's in healthcare, 
maybe they're at the bedside, maybe they're at clinic, whatever, but they really want to jump into entrepreneurship. What would you say are three things that really helped you um, make that transformation or make that change? For me, one of them is my, my husband. He's been very supportive. So it was like, hey, I'm about to quit my job. And he's like, okay. I'm like, well, what are we here? And he was like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, okay. I was really burnt out uh, after COVID. It was like, I, I'm like, I didn't even, at that time, I was done with healthcare. I wasn't even sure. I was, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do this. I'm like, I'm going to go try to be a model. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I, was I was like, I'm going to try to be a model. Uh, uh-huh. I think I'm done with healthcare. But it was like, okay, no, it was fun. But I keep coming back to this. So it was, that was one is just having that support, someone having, you don't really need that external validation, but like if you have, especially if you have kids and you have someone that's like, yep, let's do this. Let's, let's jump out there. Um, that is one um, thing that helped me Two is just uh, having confidence. I think a lot of it is we're in our own heads and school doesn't prepare us for entrepreneurship it prepares us for the bedside it's like oh where are you gonna go and I'm like I joined the military right off the back and they're like well you're going med surge and everyone I'm listening to all my classmates and they're like well I'm going ER and I'm, I'm like I want to do that and they're like, I'm going psycho but I want to do that too and then I'm thinking I'm about to be just stuck in my box of med surge when I joined and it was like um you just you do that and then there's no real pathway to teach you how to get there. So you have to build yourself up. You have to find people who've done it. You either, whether you talk to them or you watch what they've done, you follow them and like, okay, I want to do that. I, I like what she's doing. I'm going to take a little bit of that, a little bit of that. I'm not like that. That's not my personality, so I won't be like that. But you just kind of got to really build yourself up and like say, this is what I'm going to do and I can do it. I like the connecting with, um, with your, your core values though. I mean, sounds like you, you're doing exactly what coach T should be doing. (laughs) And this is you at your core. It doesn't matter if you're what it is. It's just like anchoring to your values. And obviously, you know, starting anything, you, you have to make some sacrifices, right? Um, and, and, but you know, the, the greater good, like what you're doing is beyond is the impact that you can have with this program is something that is beyond just like, Oh, I want to make more money. Cause a lot of nurse, a lot of nurses are, don't want to leave bedside because of that money. You know, they, they, they really attach to it. Um, but when you are able to make impact, I, I can't, you can only know it by experiencing it when you are able to help somebody. That's and, true. and, and not like we do at the bedside when you're, when you're able to do it, not knowing what you're going to get paid, yeah. you know, not, not <laughs> knowing where the money going to come from, yeah. but knowing that there will be impact. I just believe that the blessings come from, it's not just money. It's, you know, God get, uh, blesses us in yeah. so many different ways that we don't even think about. Um, and so uh, just from what I'm hearing from you, that's, that's, that's I'm going to give you that third one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love it. How are the babies now? How are the babies? Um, my now? son is eight, and my twins are four. So yeah, okay, oh, that's, cool. yeah, oh, that's a good age. I'm like, okay, okay, we got this. 
Yeah, that's a good age. That's a good age. So if you have one thing to recommend, like a book, I'm sorry, a book, have you read, Do you, is there one book that like made you like, whoa, this is like any book you could recommend for the listeners? For me, um, I actually have a lot of books, but the one book that I feel um was along my own health journey. Um, that's how I started with health coaching is I went out and I was like, oh, I, I want to do health coaching, but it was for me to get healthy myself, like get physically mm-hmm. in shape, start working out, start eating better. Um, just uh, so Atomic Habits, that one. Ah, yeah, it, that's it, a good it, one. That, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And it makes it easier to, and you, when you start, going through the steps you're like oh okay i'm making change this is a habit i'm mm-hmm. changing my habit. Mm-hmm. so i would say if you're anyone looking to make any kind of change find a book that will help you start the process because it's not gonna be easy mm-hmm. it's 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 yeah not an easy road uh, it's not comfortable because mm-hmm. a lot of days mm-hmm. you might be like what i'm about to go just apply i got i still got my indeed and my linkedin and i'm like <laughs> I, a couple times i've been applications for a while i was like uh maybe i need to go back into this um <laughs> definitely relatable because I swear I'm still like that too I'd be like I could really be just making and not even have to why am I killing my like why am I but it's like like we said it's it's just so much bigger um just the connection and it's like you're already here so why go back yeah you know you're not gonna be happy you know you're not gonna be fulfilled right (laughs) so just thug that thing out So how can people find you, Coach T? I know um, we you have an offer, too, that we'll talk about shortly, but how can people find you? Where are you on social and any other platforms? You can find me on Instagram, Bottles, Boobs, and Feeding Tubes. That's my blog site. And then I also have Tasha with Aurora Health and Wellness. Um, you can follow my, my website is auroraheltheandwellnessllc.org. Then I also have Bottles, Boobs, and Feeding Tubes.com. And also on Facebook. Yes. And guys, all of her information will be in the caption below. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to ask you the name, if you can tell them the name of your book as well and where they can find that at. Oh, ABCD is Ability, Getting to Know Kids with Disabilities. Um, You can get it on Amazon. You can get it from my store site, which is bottlesboobsandfeedertubes.store or bookbaby.com. You can also uh, purchase it from there. I didn't catch that. A, B, C, D is ability, ability. like disability. Oh my goodness. That's good. That's a good play with words. (laughs) I saw it and I was, I kept reading it like D is ability. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. It took me a while. Everyone knows. I got it. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. Okay. So good. So they'll be able to connect with you on there and you're in the state of Arizona. So you guys, if you know someone in Arizona, a woman now, do they have to already have complications going on to come to you or are you, can they come to you even before they deliver? Like when they're pregnant to kind of, uh, preventatively do address those common issues of, uh, pregnant women or postpartum women. Yes. So if you're, even if you're thinking about becoming pregnant and you're oh, okay. a care provider anyway for the annual physical, so you can come to mm-hmm. that, but then also pregnancy wellness coaching 
and then postpartum support. So anytime during that's your journey. That's so good. Yes. That's so good. I just think about, so needed. I, I needed that too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We were talking, we were talking really about that a little bit before how we were both like, yeah, I probably could have used some help back then. Yeah, the <laughs> trauma. The yeah. trauma. Yeah, mm -hmm. seriously. And to be prepared for it, you know, that, that that's the key there. So, well, thank yes. you so much, Coach T. Can you tell us about your offer as well, Coach T? 10% off. Uh, <laughs> She's like, what was, what is that? It's 10% it's 10 off your bottles. Uh, wait, how I go? Bottles, boobs, and feeding tubes. Feeding tubes. Yes. And the 10% off is uh, for the, the what? It's for anything. So I have Wilkins um, oh. on there. And then I also do a lot of um, wholesale purchasing from local businesses. So like candles, um, body oils, um I also have a, a pregnancy journal that I did wholesale was um, one of an author I met not too long ago. So I do vending events. So if you see me out, I have my table set up and all that kind of stuff. So anything that's on my website, 10% off. 10% off. And the code is NURSEBOSS10, all one word. And this will also be in the caption below. And then also free 30-minute consultation, which I think is super great. Yes. Um, so. Yes. All right, Coach T, thank you so much for thank coming, so bringing much. the value. First of all, thank you for your service on the military yes. level and yes. for us women. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we yep. need it so much. And then in particular for women of color, because we already know, like, the epidemic that's upon us with um with the maternal rate for black women so thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you. you and we will definitely get all your information below yes bye. Right, bye thank you so much for listening to today's episode we hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly got tons of value from this conversation post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social you can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.